Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It's a pop-up episode, a special edition. We love doing this with Michael Alford, the CEO over at Seminole Boosters, TJ Pinger, Richie Barnes, and Mr. Alford. How are you gentlemen doing today? I'm doing excellent. How are you doing, TJ? Hello, Richie. I just want to know, am I am I one ahead of Jen now? Oh, man, what a, what a battle that's been I, over the last several months. I, I, I think uh, Michael's now our most recurring guest, so I, I think you've taken the spot. But tennis season's coming up shortly, so uh, that, that, that could change in a matter of moments. <laughs> Working hard at it. Yeah, I mean, the, the uh, it's like the um, – is it is it called the President's Cup or the President's Trophy? Like the you know, like who who ends up with the uh it's the double fries president's trophy between uh our leaders right now, Jen Hyde of FSU Women's Tennis and Michael Alford. So no, but we do appreciate you for for hanging out with us uh for just a minute. Wanted to kind of catch up with you, wanted to see how things were going and uh and uh and and chat a little bit, but uh Man, let's start first, man. We got a rivalry game here this weekend. Um, Florida State takes on Miami in just a few days, so we'll start with football. But this is the first due to due to COVID last year. We went down mm-hmm. to Miami. The Florida game didn't happen. We didn't have Clemson last year. We went on the road to Clemson this year. This is your first big rivalry. We had Notre Dame, and that weekend was special for a lot right. of other reasons. But this is the first rivalry game you're in town for for football. Are you excited for this weekend? Are you excited to get to Saturday or? You got a lot of work to do between now and then. <laughs> no, it, it, this is you know this is one of those bucket list games. Uh, being in this industry and 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 having having been a part of Alabama and Auburn, USC, UCLA, USC Notre Dame, Oklahoma Texas, just haven't been a part of those games. Uh, but this is one that you go back through history. You know, this is one. Uh, and when I was an athlete in college and and growing up, and this is one you marked as a fan, you, you made sure you were in front of a television set for this game, no matter where you were, or what was going on. I remember in college uh, at, uh, while well, I played baseball of, of really talking to our coach and letting us out for the 89 game of practice fall ball. Like hey, coach, we, we, you know, this game's at, at three 30, we got to get out of practice. Let's move it up an hour because everybody on the team wanted to get home and watch this game. Um, so it's just a, a special environment. I can't wait to see uh, the rivalry live. You know, my, my favorite Florida State play of all time was Friar's touchdown um, that he caught on the on Miami sideline and took it to the house. You know, you look back in history and it, it, so many great moments come out of this series and so many great um, plays and players have played in this series that, you, that you're just – it's something to circle and that's something I'm really looking forward to experiencing. Yeah. There's not a lot of things like the Florida, Florida state, Miami rivalry, especially when you get to attend it. I've had the pleasure of attending in Doak numerous times and the unfortunate, you know, ness of having to attend down in Miami several times as well. And it's always more pleasant experience in Doak. <laughs> um, but one thing, you know, while we're on the topic of football, you know, we've had a huge campaign going for a few years now, on a football-only facility for Florida State. And I'm sure a lot of fans are, are eager to hear an update. Uh, what's going on there? How close are we? When can we break ground, et cetera? Do, any update on the football-only facility? Yeah, you know, I got passed by the Board of Trustees. We're now in construction design phase, of uh, the football-only facility. So that's going to take us 
10 to 12 months of working with our sports architect and really get all the construction documents down and ready to go out to bid to put a shovel in the ground. So that's very exciting that the, we've had success fundraising. We're still fundraising for it, but we're having such success as people understand the need for this facility um, that people are contributing and wanting to partner for us. Because we go out and share the message that, um, you know, of all the ACC schools, only two do not have a football-only facility. And that's us and our opponents this upcoming weekend. And with the plans to, for stadium redevelopment and approving the fan experience of football facilities plays a big part of that to enhance the student-athlete experience. Um, I'll tell you, TJ and Richie, 58 of 65 Power 5 programs have a dedicated football facility space. Uh, and we're one of the ones who, who just do not. So to compete nationally amongst our peers um, we, is something we have to get done because it's all about uh, recruiting. And, and as young men are going on campuses, you know, it's getting point out to them during their visiting other schools that the commitment uh, of not having a, a space is there. And I'll tell you, we were at an institution within our conference. I won't mention names, but I'm very good friends with our athletic director and their, their colors are orange. And uh, we're standing in the end zone prior to the game. And he asked me if my ears were burning uh, on Friday night. And I jokingly said, what did you do? Because uh, we go back back to when he even worked at LSU. Uh, very dear friends. And he goes, well, I, I had an event with all of our donors. I talked about you. I showed, I showed the facilities you're going to do and that you're building and talked about your past experiences of what you've built elsewhere and told them we did another $20 million to build something else to stay ahead of you guys. And that's where the competition's coming because people understand the commitment. Our fans are rallying to give Mike uh, and his staff support uh, for that program and other programs as well. But it's something that just we continuously have to keep uh, pushing the needle and asking people to, to partner with us to get this project finished. Yeah, and it's it's so important. And, you know, you think about Clemson and their facility that's considered, you know, the class of the ACC. They were able to build that for $55 million in a different time when, uh, you know, prices right. were nowhere near what they are now. So it's refreshing to have uh, yourself, Michael, who who's, wants to be at the forefront and get ahead of things. So we're not playing these catch up. Um, and one way we can do that is by the annual fund. Uh, how did we close out last year and how are we looking for this year? Oh, well, the annual fund, you've heard me say it a million times, it is our lifeblood. And it is part of our long-term plan to increase our investment in our athletics programs in support of our student athletes. You know, that supports, the annual fund supports their academic, their athletic, and, and their and life goals for 500-something plus student athletes. It, it's, we're, I always bring up we're a self-sustaining athletic department. So, you know, it's very important for us to reinvest in these student athletes and just a full scholarship cost us nearly $60,000 per year that we're paying back about $15 million, just shy of $15 million a year. We're paying the university for the scholarship allotment for these student athletes. So I always like to talk about why we're here to support the university mission, the educational mission of this university. And behind every graduating student athletes, a great group of donors behind every championship. Uh, Co Coach Krikorian's championship the other day wouldn't have been possible without a great group of donor support and everything we do at an elite level because we all self-sustaining. So 
I, I really thank all of our donors uh, last year. They really stepped up. We achieved 12,000 members. We, we went well past our revenue goal, over 2,000 new members. I'm really proud of the last two stats. 850 members upgraded their giving from the previous year. So they, they made it a commitment to even to do more to assist us. And 40% of our annual fund members are not season ticket holders. And the annual fund just allows us to do so many different things. It, everything from renovating the weight room, which was a major need, uh, we were able to do that with annual fund dollars. Of course, I mentioned athletic scholarships, uh, leadership programming for our student athletes. Um, you know, it just allows us to do so many different things to provide academic and leadership support to them. So when they do graduate from Florida State with a meaningful degree, it, the donors have, should be very proud because they they had everything to do with that achievement. So just to follow up real quickly, I think you said something extremely important that a lot of boosters or fans don't understand typically, and that's scholarship endowments, right? And yes. you, you mentioned we're paying $15 million, or so the boosters is paying $15 million a year back to the university. You go to the, some of these more established universities that have you know the florida state football program is very mm -hmm. young you know very mm -hmm. very young compared to a lot of these sec and big 10 schools but they have generational wealth so to speak because they've been around so long to where they're not losing money back to the university for scholarships because they're all endowed how big of a help in a perfect world would it be for florida state if all of our scholarships were endowed <laughs> and what that money could do with going other places at that point because i think that's a huge deal it is, whether it's endowment or just annual giving, Richie. I mean, I'm telling you, it's either one. Uh, annual giving goes to the same, uh, the same way. Uh, we, we take in the money and we, we reinvest it in the experience of our student athletes. And it gives us the opportunity to really utilize where that money should go that year. And endowments is the same way. It that goes strictly to scholarships, and we're not even close to being fully endowed. And to be honest with you, with the cost of, of education, probably we'll never get there. But it, it goes to support that $15 million that we transfer over every year. So both play a very key role in what we're able to do and the support that we're able to give our student athletes. You know, our goal every year is provide championship level support for championship teams and our student athletes. And we can't do it without the passionate fans who who step up. And we've got such a, a great core loyal fan base of donors who have been with us uh, from the beginning. And, and I can't thank them enough for what they did for us last year. So looking ahead to this year, we're it goes quick, doesn't it? Already yeah. nine games done, but uh Three games left and, and still some work to do. We talked about the big one this weekend and obviously on the road at BC and then the, the big one at the end of the year, a couple hours down mm -hmm. the road to another another team wearing orange that we see yearly. Um, but we can already look – I mean, obviously we got some work to do this year, but we can already look ahead to next year. Talk about season ticket renewals that are uh, already opened up for the uh, upcoming season. It's it's going great. Uh, you know, we've kicked off our annual campaign. We, we have a 1,000 – new season ticket holders is our goal. Um, you know, one thing I always like to point out, we, we went from 9,500, a little bit less than that, up to 12,000, 2,000 new donors. And, and it, I can't tell you how excited I am to even stretch that. Our goal is to be 13.5 annual fund members next year. And even going up to 12,000, as we did last year, we still rank sixth 
in the ACC for number of annual donors. But we have 380,000 living alumni, which is 50,000 more than the next school in the ACC. So we're talking less than 2% of our alumni are donors to athletics. So that's our message this upcoming year. No matter what level, you heard me say it last year, it all goes to support graduation and everything that we're able to provide these student athletes. And I talk about being the best and earning championships. And if we want to do that, we got to have a championship approach in everything we do. We do, and that begins with our ability to support our program. And being a self-sustaining athletic department, you know, it costs just shy of, like I mentioned earlier, sixty thousand per year per scholarship athlete. And that annual fund really allows us to provide winning edge resources for our athletes. Speaking of our athletes, we have um, we've had football going on. We're going to talk about some of the different sports that have been going on. But uh, we talked a little bit about this before we got on the air. Uh, some we've got a tip off or two this week with Coach Two and Coach Ham's teams getting started. Basketball's back. Richie's Richie hasn't smiled like that since I don't know, probably about <laughs> probably about this time. You know, probably about this time last year when we were about to get tipped off. Since but, North Carolina um, in Chapel Hill, I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> Um, how excited are you for uh, for basketball to be back and and those programs to to get tipped off to be cliche? Sue Sue starts here in one hour at, at six o'clock, yeah. I believe, or seven o'clock tonight, two hours. Um, but it's it's really exciting to see what she's doing. It's so great to have her back. I can tell you when I got hired here at Florida State, the very first phone call I got was from Sue and congratulate me and to talk about her vision, want to hear my vision. It was great just to just to talk to her. And Ham was number two. I mean, they were literally, I think they, they texted each other and did a one-two uh, left-right on me uh, when I got hired. But I really enjoyed working day by day with them. We have some plans to assist their program. We're working on a facility master plan across all of our programs and excited, once again, just to provide them the necessary um, – the facilities to compete with who they're competing against and got some exciting things that we're looking to do for them. I'm real excited. Coach Coach Krikorian uh, just won the ACC championship in, in soccer and going into postseason. And we've been on a fundraiser and we're putting a new video board in for them next year. I'm looking at chair back in that stadium, just provide a fan experience and not only the fan experience of the video board stats and chair backs to, but to also what, the student athlete experiences. And that's what we're here to do is provide them the very best experience they can. We we've raised money and have a new video board going in softball. So we're, we're able to put a master plan together, how we address our facility needs and basketball is something they have some things we need to address in it. And I'm real excited to be working along coach ham and coach Sue and, and providing the very best experience for those student athletes. Cause they're working their tail off, both ranked in the top 25 and I can't wait to tip off the season because it's going to be an exciting year for both programs. Yeah, and, and two quick thoughts on that. First of all, shout out to the student section because when I was at Florida State yeah, sold out. in the mid to late 2000s, nobody went until Florida came every other year or they'd wait till Duke and Carolina came. And now they sold out the first game of the year to pin. And this is probably the, the disconnect I have from the students, right? <laughs> I am 
very upset that this is a nine o'clock PM tip off when I have to work right. next morning. And these students are probably yeah. loving it, which probably helped. <laughs> but can, do you have any weight in, in the ACC to, to not have these late weekday kick or tip offs? Yeah. And how cool is it just to see the student support from day one? And that's a testament to what Coach Hamilton has built and the dollars the donors give helps build that. It's all related. There's no doubt. And when you have someone like Coach Sue, Coach Ham, who are really active in the community, I, when I when I work with coaches and talk about programs and program success, you go back and look at the programs who are successful of of building relationships within the community. And the programs that do that have the most active coaches. And they they love to get out. They love to talk to donors. They they love to get feedback. Um, they love to listen. And um, it, it's great to see them interact with the community. But then when you do that, it's great to see the community come and support them. And those are two. Both those coaches will go out in not only in the business community, but also be very active on campus and talk to students and ask them for their support. And students are going to gravitate towards uh, people build relationships with them. And that's a, that's what's really neat about being at Florida State. All of our coaches are so active, so willing to get out in the community and really leave a mark for their programs and set standards. And it's really fun to watch. And it's just great to work side by side with all of them on a day to day basis. You you've mentioned a couple of times, so I'll ask pretty directly about it. Uh, soccer winning the ACC championship. What a run they've been on for the last couple of years. Oh, and really even the last several years winning a couple of championships, but last year only losing one game and that being in the, in the title and a penalty shootout. And then this year only dropping uh, the, the one game to Duke. Right. And so, mm -hmm. um, and then kind of avenging that by winning the ACC championship. And now we kick off on Friday night in Tallahassee um, for a playoff game, first round of the NCAA tournament. Uh, we had coach Corian on earlier this year and he said he said something to the effect of, "Hey, I know you guys got a lot of, a lot of sandbaggers on here that just say, oh, I don't know how, I don't know how good we're going to be, and we're just going to give it our best effort, and right? All that other BS that you hear from time to time." And he just said, "No, no, no, we're going to be really good. Like we're no. we're we're going to be a good team this year, and we're going to go mm -hmm. out and kick tail." And so um, it was refreshing to hear that. And he so, does not uh, like confidence at all. Yeah, no. he, he doesn't. And, and nor should he, based on and the yeah, they they went out and backed it up and. ACC champs and now the number one overall seed. Uh, do, do you want to make a bold prediction about this uh, soccer team, or are you just want to um, share some thoughts on them? Well, he, he well, there was a great feature uh, ACC All Access on him uh, the other day in that program, and to see the way Coach goes about um, putting the confidence in his team. You know, they they they're very detailed in their game plan and their game preparation. And which leads to confidence. And he is a very confident man, a very confident coach. And you see his team take on that persona of their coach and really go out and compete hard and, and expect to win. And when you expect to be able to do things and, and but practice and preparation and be as detailed as they are in a practice, it's fun to watch because I love going to watch our coaches and I learn something from everyone that I can then take back into our world, uh, whether it's a business world or administration world and, and look at the detail and the preparation they put in, uh, it, it relates, uh, to what we're trying to do on a daily basis. So it, he's amazing. His program's, uh, amazing. 
uh, he's built it through these years to be where it is. So that's something he should take and all of us take a lot of pride of watching. But, uh, you know, I, I think they have a very good chance because they are so prepared for every game to go ahead and run this table this year. And, and you talked about, you know, uh, how, how Coach Sue's ready to tip off in an hour or so and uh, yeah. Coach Ham at, uh, uh, tomorrow night late. late the yawner tomorrow night. The, my my wife is going to be very upset tomorrow night when we're up till 1130 watching <laughs> this game, by the way. but I, I don't um, want to plug. Uh, uh, okay, I'll plug it. It's, a, it's a, one of those games, Richie, you got to drink a lot of Guthrie's tea. Yeah, I need that energy. <laughs> I'm, I'm need, the weirdo. Need that... the big size of Guthrie's too. Oh, I, I yeah, would do not weird. miss the the uh, season opener for anything. <laughs> and I do a uh, basketball minute with a bunch of corny puns every week during basketball season. So hopefully you can check that out. But another team that's off to a really good start that plays in about an hour. Uh, big upset over UF early this year is our volleyball team. Uh, they've been phenomenal and uh, they had a top 10 play on Sports Center a few weeks ago. Right. Um, again, it just goes to show that obviously we all love football. That's our number one passion uh, for most of the Florida State fan base. But that football, when they have success, it opens the door to so much more from the athletic university. And Florida State wasn't an acad- athletic powerhouse across all sports, really, until Jimbo Fisher kind of got us to that hump in 2013. Obviously, track had a lot of success in other sports, not to diminish that. Mm-hmm. But when you support football, you're supporting the entire university. 100%. And guess what? We only get 12 football games a year, guys. We get a lot of other athletic events every year. Just talk about the the this volleyball team. And, man, again, they beat UF guys. Be happy. We the, Any win over USL is always a good win. And just the season they're having, because it, it's been impressive. Uh, Coach Poole does an unbelievable job. And you talk about someone who who does more with less. Uh, playing the old Jim Tully, uh, the kids have to bend their heads to get into the locker room. Um, but it's very nice. But you talk about a, a program that's consistently in the top 20 that recruits the very best and brightest. His GPA is always off the charts uh, for his team. And they're playing a little injured right now, and uh, they're getting on get all their kids back and all the athletes healthy, uh, making this postseason run. But it's really exciting to see what he's done because he, he's just so respected nationally in in the volleyball community, and he does it the like all of our coaches. He does it the right way. He's gonna he puts a set of core values because he's been here a while, and you've seen his kids just graduate. You've seen the elite eights and the sweet sixteens and how competitive they are year in, year out. And the kids just really love him, and, and they're just, they have such a great culture in that program. And, of course, I'm a little biased towards volleyball, uh, having all my daughters play it and my wife play collegiately. But it, it is fun to go watch how exciting that sport is and, and just how great the kids are and how they give back to the community. It's really fun. We uh... – I was watching that UF game that, that Richie was talking about and we decided what it was, man. And obviously that was the night that they honored Brianna Berry. Mm-hmm. And uh, so a lot of emotion and full house. And then we had him in the first set and up dropping it. And I was like, Oh no. Cause UF was ranked. I'm like, that was our Ugh. chance. And then to win the next three sets, pretty, pretty stinking impressive. Um, but yeah, all of our fall sports uh, off and going, we're getting into the winter now. I mean, you know, uh, swimming and diving, track and field, golf, uh, tennis has had some 
ITA success, some some championship yes. stuff that they've been doing. So, man, just all over the place. A ton, like Richie said, only twelve football games a year, thirteen if you're blessed. But uh, you know, nice to uh, be able to support FSU in all the other facets and everywhere else. Um, we asked this, and I know people know this, and you know, but I want to give you the opportunity one more time, just kind of plug where where can people go to support. You know, what what does that support? In a very broad scheme, I know you've mentioned it, but for people that are maybe just tuning in here live late, um, where can they go to support? What does that support do? Uh, plug the website, plug just anything <laughs> you can to, to get get the message out one more time. Give us the give us the thirty second plug uh, just for for people that are tuning in now. Well, that's Seminoles.com. I mean, you can go to the booster link and, and you can join. We got a new website actually being rolled out here in the next few days. Awesome. Um, that that is going to make it so much easier. Trust me, I've listened to you, people who have called me and written me, and, and I agreed with you. Um, and we've made changes, and I, led by Daryl Beach, who does a, just an amazing job with our marketing programs and annual fund and leading that that unit for us. Uh, but we got a new website that's going to be very very fan friendly to joining our organization, to supporting our coaches clubs, to supporting a different um, fundraising projects we have gone on and capital projects give you up-to-date information. It's very important that we communicate with our fan base and that's the easiest way or just give us a call here at the office. But, um, you know, or you go to boosters.fsu.edu. That's even a different route, uh, direct route, but uh, it, go there. We're going to update it. We're going to give you the information. We're, we're trying to change the experience that you have with the boosters. And that's everything from how you, how you um, talk to us and how we communicate with you on a daily basis to your fan experience of bringing on someone like legends. And one thing I wanted to point out to both of y'all that I think gets lost. I know we had a lot of, um, I got a lot of emails at the beginning of the year about concession lines and, and everything and and we added we added a, a beverage to our to our repertoire in the stadium this year and we only had 200 points of sale going into this football season and at the, we increased that to 330 points of sale because it's a 71 year old stadium we, we were having a lot of issues with electrical outlets um, where we can get power uh, we have zero uh, which we're addressing in the off season, but we don't have any fire code safety. Uh, it's so outdated that we can't put in some equipment. I got a million dollars of equipment for the fan experience and concessions sitting in storage because I couldn't install it because of the cold restrictions on us. A stadium this size should be about 600 points of sale, especially if you're serving. So we're real excited that we took it from 200 to 330 for the Notre Dame game, uh, knowing we were going to be hustling. Uh, and next year we're going to get try to get that up to about 500 uh, with more even coming the following year. So the, we're making some great strides to change the fan experience because it's so important that we have Doak and the Tuck and Hauser and softball and everything just top notch for our fans because you are giving support to our student athletes and we need you to come buy our tickets participate in, in our programs that we have going on because that money does 100% go back to our student athletes and the resources and the ability we are to provide them educational and leadership opportunities. So I'm excited that we're, we're gradually getting better 
Um, and we're really making big strides here in the next year or two with our new partnerships that we've formed. That's going to bring a first-class hospitality experience to all of our venues. And what a challenge that is to not just you or unique to college, even professional sports, right? People can, me, I can sit on my couch, turn on my 70-inch TV, watch an air conditioning, you know, only get up to get a beer from the fridge and... <laughs> And I'm good, right? But I, I will say that the last game I attended before the Notre Dame, Notre Dame game this year was the Miami game in 2018, I believe. And it was a notice difference, right? It, it was a packed crowd. There was, I don't know if we were at capacity, but we were close. And um, random story, I, I went down pregame to go to the concessions. I won't say what I was getting. I was going to concessions. But I, I ran into Coach Sue and Coach Brooke in my section <laughs> and took a picture with them. I'm like, that's so cool yeah. that, that they're sitting here. And the, these coaches that Florida State have, they're at the games. They're at the other games. You're going to see Mike Norvell at basketball games this year. Oh, yeah. You're going to see other events. And that's what I love about this university. Um, so, And I will say, just from a fan perspective, it was a noticeable difference in the time I waited from uh, going to the concession stands in Miami in 2018 to the Notre Dame game of this year. And, uh, you know, living in Orlando, I go to a lot of magic games. I can get to, I can get to the concession stands and back within five minutes, almost any time. Obviously that's not going to happen at a college ball game, but it was a noticeable difference. And I'll just, I just wanted to add that because I've been going to Florida state games in Doak since 2005, really um, every single year. And I did notice a difference. So again, the booster dollars help do that, guys. And uh, this is not an infomercial, and the boosters do not pay us. But I can assure you, it, it does make a difference in the overall experience of the games. They, yeah, they don't not, pay us, but this—they don't pay us, but this is an infomercial, bro. Like this whole thing is a. <laughs> this is. This, I'm telling you, no, we're we're we do this for on purpose. We we want to support. We want to give back to FSU. So don't let Ricky lie to you. This, we love FSU. We want to help out. So TJ, Ricky, I mean, I've said it a lot, you know, 60% of our fans at Doak travel over three hours to get here on a game day. Uh, yep. We represent a hundred million dollars of economic boom every year to the Leon County market. Um, so we need, to, it's up to us to keep that experience yeah. and how important we are to, to our community to make sure that we're providing a first-class experience so that we keep Richie coming to a game and not sitting on his couch at home and, and taking pictures and, and, and enjoying the atmosphere and the, the pregame and the, the marching chiefs and everything we have to do. We need to keep people because it is a time, it is a commitment. You talk about economic commitment with hotels and, drive and restaurants and game tickets and it, it is a, a time and a monetary commitment so it's up to us to make sure that that when you walk through those gates and really when you pull inside leon county's and tallahassee city limits that we start right there providing that experience uh, to you as a community and that's something we're really working with our community partners and working to address here uh, on our own campus yeah well, we're excited to. I'm I'm coming up this weekend, so I'll see you on Saturday. Good. Give me a text. Day. Shoot me a text. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited to get up there for it. I need to know. I know. I don't think this is your. I know this is not your department, but we need to work on getting the uh, the press box meals flipped over from Chick Fil A to Guthrie's. I don't know who. I, I do know who we <laughs> need to talk to about that. But I know that's not your department, but I just want to throw that out there. Um, but I definitely will, Richie. A little bit fortunate that uh, 
Florida State plays a little closer to his house, but he's he's going up. He's got the Sunday shift. I've got the Saturday shift <laughs> to see us beat Miami, and he's got the Sunday shift to see us beat Florida in basketball. So, uh, Michael Alford, we we appreciate it a ton. Always have a great time while you're on. Um, Absolutely. Learning more about what's going on and how we can encourage others to support. Um, like you said, boosters.fsu.edu. And, uh, man, we're, we're excited for what's to come. We're excited for what's here. And we really appreciate your time and hanging out today. No, I, I appreciate you guys. And thank you. For, we're so excited to kick off this year's annual fund. We had such success. And a lot of it's because of the platform that y'all provide us to get out and share our message, to tell the story of the student athletes. Because at the end of the day, that's what we're here. We're here to raise funds to provide opportunities for them. Uh, to get that meaningful degree at a top 20 institution in America, which is Florida State University. And and I can't thank you all enough for giving us that platform and helping us throughout the year of just being transparent and, and being able to share with our constituents what is going on here and to hear it from us and, and understand and then choose or not to choose to partner with us to make a difference. And I really appreciate it. And I'll, I'll just say it's as easy as a text to a friend who may not know. Right. You know, yes. maybe when I graduated Florida State, I signed up for boosters. I text my dad, who's a huge Florida State fan. He grew up in upstate New York, a, a Syracuse Orangeman fan through and through, moved to Florida. And because of my Bowden, he, he became a Florida State fan. And when I text him when I graduated, I'm like, hey, it's only I think at that time it was 60 bucks a year. I'm like, go ahead and do it. He's like, done. Like, that's all it yes. takes, guys. Literally it text, text one friend. And obviously it, there's hard times right now in this country economically. Um, and it is what it is. If you cannot afford, we're not asking you to. But again, if, if you go to a bar once a week, you can afford to, you know, give 70 bucks a year to Florida State Seminole Boosters. And it does a lot more because your donation adds to another one, another one. And if everybody spreads the word, you know, the movie Pay It Forward, we think about there's there's a lot of opportunity in we're already doing great things as an athletic department and it's only going to get better with more support. And I mean, I know TJ quit going to Guthrie's. I know that's blasphemy, but he, he, <laughs> cut, out one, he cut out one Guthrie's mill a week uh, for a year. To join. Yeah. No, but it truly is like you spend $12. That's one you know, IPA at a bar. Yeah. Not happy hour. Yeah. Literally one IPA at a bar during happy hour could make you an annual booster for Florida State. Put the pressure on guys, guys, just drink at home. <laughs> yeah, but it does. I, I will point out, it does make a difference. Uh, and sure. I said earlier, if you're a competitive all, you know, if you're, if you're a null and to look and see that we're sixth in the conference, with the largest alumni base, less than 2% are annual athletic donors. Um, that should resonate with you because, and to understand 40% of people who are donors do not buy season tickets. They live in Iowa, Chicago, Miami, and wherever. And, you know, come for a game a year, two games a year, don't buy season tickets, but they know they're making a difference in what we're able to provide those winning edge resources and educational resources to those students. And, and that's what's important, being a self-sustaining department. Uh, you know, with the money that we raise goes directly to assist them. Awesome. Well, Michael Alford, we appreciate it a ton. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We will see you this weekend. Um, everybody else, we will see you guys on Sunday. 
for our regularly scheduled. Oh no, we'll see you on Thursday to preview the <laughs> Miami game. I'm skipping. I'm skipping shows over here. We we do. It's like every other day that we do a show. On we, we got the Miami so. podcast set up for yeah Thursday. on Thursday. Right. We'll be back on Thursday to preview the Miami game. Um, until then, man, Michael, we appreciate it. Richie. Thanks for hanging out. Until next time, Thank go Noles. Go Noles. Appreciate you.